The worst horror movie I ever saw was fucking great. Welcome to This May Hurt a Bit, if that's still the name at this point, a uh, podcast about horror film franchises. My name is James Strayer, and this is... John C. Myers. Yeah, and we're going to talk to you about uh, a film franchise, uh, each episode uh, going one by one through, through the whole oeuvre. How would you consider a film franchise? How is that different than like a trilogy? I think we talked about this at one point. Yeah, I think a film franchise kind of goes beyond sort of a contained story, but they're usually kind of standalone. There I, might be a mythos that that goes through it all, but generally it's... They're pretty standalone adventures. Yeah, exactly. And like, I kind of like, I think about just the numbers for, for whatever reason. And like anything mm-hmm. past three seems yeah. to be a franchise for some reason. And I was trying to think of other examples being like, I, I would call Evil Dead a franchise, mm-hmm. but it's got just four if you consider the remake and the television right. show. So that kind of like sneaks into franchise world, mm-hmm. I guess. I think generally too, like, and this has changed over time, but, uh, you could you could mark off by the numbers because they would be like Friday the 13th, right, right. part two, part five, whatever, or you know, Nightmare on Elm Street five. I, I mean, I, I guess the idea for this is just the fact that I remember when I was living with roommates, uh, John and Michael at the time, and we were all big horror fans. And it would be kind of that idea of like, oh, have you guys seen, you know, Wishmaster? And it was just sort of implied that you were going to watch Wishmaster that night, but then you were definitely going to watch two, three, and four the rest of the week. Uh-huh. You know, once you start, there's no stopping until you get through all of them. And and I think a lot of fans, you know, you definitely know your your Jasons, your Freddies, and all that kind of stuff. But when was the last time you watched like Nightmare on Elm Street Part Eight? You know, mm-hmm. or Part Seven, or something like that. Like I want to get like <laughs> like deep into the weeds of this, and I think that's where you know, even though we love it, it may start to hurt a bit, you know, once you start revisiting. (laughs) Well, and that's, and that's a little bit where I'm getting more interested in that, how these things start from perhaps labors of love in some cases, you know, Mm -hmm. you, you have, uh, let's say Hellraiser, for example, that it was Clive Barker striking out on his own, trying to make a movie after they, uh, a different studio screwed over him on uh, Rawhead Rex. Right. And, Want to do his own thing, or even Sean Cunningham, the director of Friday the Thirteenth, sort of cynically going, "Hey, I like Halloween. Let's do Halloween." And how it goes from that to this giant corporate behemoth, right? Uh, that is, uh, particularly in the case of Hellraiser, right? Just a lifeless corpse that they keep pushing along. Like, how, what happens there, and how you how you can kind of see that happen if you can see that happen in the in the series as well, right? And Hellraiser is the perfect example because, like, that one is literally done. I mean, not anymore. Thankfully, we're coming to a big crux here. But Mm -hmm. I think it was just the Weinsteins were just pumping out direct-to-DVD Hellraiser movies just to retain the rights. Yes. They just wanted the rights, but they didn't want to do anything good with the rights. Yeah. They would repurpose crime films... And throw Pinhead in there for literally four or five minutes and call it a Hellraiser. Yeah, it seems like like old Italian uh, uh, movies or something yes. like that, where it's like, we're going to call it Aliens 2. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's about people spelunking. But right. there's aliens in it, and so technically we can, <laughs> right. we can call it that, you know. The problem is, I'm part of the problem, because every time they <laughs> released a new uh-huh. Hellraiser movie, I was renting it, you know. Yeah. Um, I've seen them all. Uh, and so they made my, what, five bucks at the, at the DVD store at the time. And so I contributed to keep watching it, but like, I I don't know, it's like that completionism thing. Right. But there's, there's also a sort of purity to that, I guess, where it's, it's like I said, like, you know what you're seeing. And so you're like, Hey, 
I like this. Oh, is it just more of this? Okay, cool. And in a lot of cases, you know, particularly in in the more slasher genre, they they don't have to get much deeper than they already are. It's usually just like, well, how is he going to impale someone this time? I do love, you know, where they just sort of throw caution to the wind and just add to mythos as it goes Mm -hmm. along, because sometimes they do want to do something different. But like, you know, when watching Friday the 13th, he's a regular old slasher. At some point, he's like a death elemental or something mm-hmm. like that. He's yeah. a reanimated zombie at one point, you know? So those kind of like tracking the lore of that kind of thing is kind of yeah. fun too. Same thing with Michael Myers and what happens with him or, um, mm-hmm. yeah, just the, the, the weird twist they, they put on it to try to keep it fresh, mm-hmm. uh, can be kind of interesting or just when they go just off the rails, like uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation, or, or right. I think that was number four. Right. Charting some of that journey as well. Yeah. Uh, it can be kind of fun. Yeah. Do you have a a favorite of these franchises at all? Not not really. I mean, as a kid, I was, I was a scared little kid, so I did mm-hmm. not watch a lot of horror movies until a little bit later. And I didn't come to really appreciate them until much later. I've, I haven't seen all the Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen all the Nightmare on Elm Streets. So I'm looking forward to those. And just some of the weirder stuff like Leprechaun. How, right. how are there so many Leprechaun movies? <laughs> Why are there so many Leprechaun movies? <laughs> I'm a little bit curious about that. Just some of the some of the other ones where you go, you know, you had made a list of, of yeah. existing franchises. And you're like, what? <laughs> yeah. Why are there more of those? <laughs> That's I it. am fascinated to look into that. I, so I wrote up this big set just to like really drive home the fact that there's some legs b- behind this idea. Mm-hmm. And I started laughing to myself because I thought it was very important to not just only write how many films in each franchise there was, but I wanted to write them all out, their, their full titles. And when John wrote back to me, that his first reaction was just, how are there 15 Puppet Master movies? <laughs> yeah, that's, it's, that's wild. <laughs> yes. I mean, that's too many Puppet Master movies. <laughs> yes. Now. I had all my questions answered it too. Right. But that's fine. <laughs> right. right. Um, so, yeah, like I, I that's that is half the fun to me is just like going through the slog of all of mm-hmm. these. Yeah. I mean, I think like I'm certain that I've seen. All the big ones, Friday the 13th and Nightmare, the aforementioned Hellraiser. There was a period of time where there got there were several Hellraisers released in like the period of like maybe four or five years or something. Uh, my favorite, which is titled Debtor. I just think that's a hilarious name. <laughs> yeah. But it's not like I've watched a lot of these in recent years. Like every once in a while, I'll have the urge to like throw on Friday the 13th Part 2 or something because that one's particularly good. But yeah, some of that, these I just haven't seen in forever. That one is actually a Hellraiser is probably the one I'm looking forward to the least. I saw the third one first, I believe. Okay. Um, but then like I f- fell in love with the first one. Yes. I absolutely yes. love it. Mm-hmm. And then there was one Halloween where do- I was just doing a marathon of, you know, Halloween watching uh, uh, horror movies. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to do all the, the Hellraisers. And I made it to four. Ah. And I made it about 45 minutes into four and went, Nope. Yep. <laughs> like, well, I'm stopping here. We are breaking uh, that streak, sir. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm looking, I'm like, it's, I'm not looking forward to it, but at the same time, it's sort of like, all right, this is a pain I should probably experience. <laughs> like, which is perfect for Hellraiser. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I guess. Yeah. Your suffering yeah. will be legendary when you get to Hellraiser <laughs> debtor. <laughs> oh, um, no. But again, like, you know, uh, and it, 
the 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 big thing that I keep wanting to think about too is like when I when we joke about that, there, it's still something that I absolutely love, and I want to mm-hmm. make sure that there is like throughout all of this, like. I keep going back to the famous Stephen King quote, which is something to the effect of even the worst horror movie is still the best thing I've ever seen. Cause mm-hmm. so like, I don't want it to be like another one of those like snarky pylon shows, but like we can pile on a little bit, but <laughs> I mean, there's going to be stuff to talk about. Oh, in that absolutely. Regard, but, yeah. But like, this is truly coming from a place of like, I, I mean, I love horror movies more than like most things out there. So it's just like, but I know that they just like rise and fall and that's fun to talk about. Even, even the hardened, most hardened horror fans know that there's something kind of amazing about going through that pain of watching all those extra films at the end of the rest, you know, like I give the horror movies so much more leeway than Mm -hmm. other kinds of movies. Cause I feel like so often horror movies are willing to take, giant swings or just like particularly when they have like like low or no budget and you see what they're going for and they're like oh my god that's awesome that you try to do that that's ridiculous and that can also be depending on the movie kind of part of the fun yes is like how silly some of the the uh the gore stuff might be or something like that Uh, and so yeah this this absolutely comes from from a, a place of of love for these things I constantly think like after I watch a horror movie that didn't quite work, like in my brain, I remember the effect maybe better than it actually was because I love that they went for it. And I'm just like, oh, wasn't that that's so cool when they did that, even if it doesn't look that good, you know? Yeah. You say that Hellraiser, you might be looking forward to the least. I was trying to think if like if I had a favorite of all these and Hellraiser is definitely probably my favorite franchise, but it's only the topic of it or like the style mm-hmm. of it and all that. If I had to pick my favorite, I'm, I'd probably just go with the old standard of Nightmare on Elm Street just be for all the imaginative stuff that goes on. But mm-hmm. Hellraiser much past three is hard to watch, so I can't say it's a good, chunky, good like franchise, you know? But I love those first three so much, particularly yeah. the first two. Uh, three, I didn't like as much when I first saw it, but I think I've come to like it just for the like the the humor factor going on mm-hmm. and and there's stuff like you know in general i'm not a huge fan of slashers yeah like, as far as like the stuff that actually scares me mm-hmm. that's pretty low down but i i still can enjoy them enough as a as a kind of movie right uh, or whatever so some of those i'm not as like stoked as like friday th- or, or i'm sorry nightmare on elm street i'm a little bit more excited by just because that used to scare me so bad when i was a kid oh, just because nice. the idea of someone getting into your dreams or right. uh, whatever don't fall asleep kid yeah exactly um is is there a series that you are looking forward to the most that you're either curious or like there's a lot of holes in your viewing history. Yeah, of, I mean or? some of the, a lot of the big ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely, definitely holes in them. And then yeah, some of the stuff where I was more surprised that there's still there's tons of these movies. Yeah, I remember being afraid of of the first Puppet Master, and some of that was just how crummy it looks. Right. Um, yeah. And that sort of gave it a bit like you know you watch the original Basket Case, and oh, it's gosh. it's got this like raw gritty thing to it that makes it even weirder and and more upsetting. But uh, yeah, I don't know. So probably just like filling in my my movie gaps uh, knowledge gaps about the the, the big guns, right. the, the Friday Thirteenth and, and whatever. But yeah. and hopefully discovering some fun stuff along the way, or you know who knows maybe I see Deader and I'm like oh I get it. Yeah. This is this is <laughs> so good. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I um, do you know how many Children of the Corn films there are? There's at least six, I think. Because of the one that's six, six, six. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there are ten. Good God! Yeah. And I, yeah. I, I think that includes like a remake that's coming out here. Oh soon. wow! 
so I, I mean, I know I've only seen the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, there are 10 children of the corn films. So That's like wild, I want to watch, you know, children of the corn Isaac's return or whatever, you know, like yeah. th- this is like insane. And are they going to be great? Meh, maybe not. Well, is, like, it, is it the same corn? That's what I want to know. Be like, a is it cornfield? Right. Is it, yeah. Is it, are there different? <laughs> is this a franchise children thing where they're like they have corn all over the country, or is it one cornfield that keeps doing that this? That is one troubled town. <laughs> That's the case. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You've got twenty hours of murder right there in one cornfield. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I like I know that. Let's see, one, two, three, four. I it's either the third or the fourth Children of the Corn movie. Uh, I think it's like Naomi Watts is in that. <laughs> so it's just like. <laughs> Yeah. So see stuff like that. I'm so excited to to discover. It's it's like we all kind of know, like, you know, Paul Rudd is in Halloween six. Like, that's great. Mm -hmm. But Naomi Watch, wonderful actress. Yeah. Children of the Cord part four. (laughs) So making this list was definitely like, I mean, I've seen quite a lot of them, but, you know, we're up to 12 Halloween films. There's nine Saw films, you know. And how many how many Amityville horror films are there? Uh, Twenty. That is, yeah. I, I'm, that, I'm not looking forward to that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> there, I know about the one where there's the evil lamp. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that one, but I've seen none of those. Right, and see, that that may uh, require a little bit more parsing because I think that that word just gets thrown around a lot. So, mm-hmm. you, like, for all I know, it's like Amity Werewolves or something like that. Yeah. You know, so I just think that it's like a recognizable word. That's not necessarily part of a cohesive like structure. Sure, like you, you like uh, uh, there's a number of Bigfoot movies, but they're not related. There you go. Like, you go. Uh, uh, yeah, you're not going to the the creators of Bigfoot versus the Illuminati are not the same <laughs> as perhaps other Bigfoot <laughs> right. movies. Right. Um, there are, however, eight Howling movies, and I've seen, mm. I think, up through five. I'm not sure. Um, Which one? What's the Wallaby one? Like, were there the um, Australian oh, one is that three? It's either three or four. Yeah. Okay. Because I've that seen was, part of that one in the first two. So that's yeah. Yeah. Uh, two is fantastic. Two is, <laughs> is something else. It's so good. Um, <laughs> another thing I was thinking about is just like, and it's partially related to what you were talking about earlier on, is just like where these start really well, and then they just mm-hmm. sort of like go down. Like all of the great ones, like Hellraiser is an utterly fantastic movie. Mm-hmm. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, unparalleled. Like, it yes. still makes me super uncomfortable to watch. Yes. And every time I watch it, it's going to be kind of fun to, like, fire up these part ones and be like, oh, man, I love movies. <laughs> and just go through it. And then, whew, uh, yeah, Hellraiser this turns in space. The whole thing just turns us into such Luddites. <laughs> yes. That we're just like against the written word <laughs> right, and exactly. destroying Gutenberg presses. <laughs> right. I'm very excited for this. Yes. Yeah, I mean, that's, gosh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else, just any initial. I talked a little bit about my background in horror. What What is, what oh, is yours? Yeah, I mean, uh, I was very much the, you know, I grew up reading mainly science fiction and fantasy, but uh, a few horror novels here and there, I think think a really formative movie for me was Aliens when I was uh, 10 years old. And that's not quite horror, but it is for a 10 year old. Definitely. Oh, it's sure. Kind of yeah. horror. You know, it's it's a, yeah, it's definitely like creatures. And yeah. Whatnot. And yeah. That remains my favorite film of all time. And uh, so I think that kind of set me off. And I remember my dad showing me the final 20 minutes of Alien after 
I told him that I saw aliens at a sleepover. So I started watching anything that I could. And I definitely did the whole like sneak downstairs and watch stuff at the middle in the middle of the night. Like I read uh-huh. the TV guide and I was like, ooh, Wednesday at 1.30 a.m. They're going to play an old creature feature. Or it was, you know, the first Jason. Now, granted, these were all like on television. So kind of like edited and stuff. But still, I loved seeing that stuff as a kid. And then by the time I was 15, like... I saw a racer head and that kind of like broke my brain open as far as like what movies could do. And that's not mm-hmm. quite a horror film, but it definitely set me down the path of like, we're, I want to find gross stuff to watch, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's definitely like, I, it's not a, um, a genre. I really grew up too much. My, I mean, like I read a lot of Stephen King and I read, and I started reading Stephen King like pretty young, but as, as far as like movies and stuff go, I was probably more afraid of it than, so, so I didn't really watch too much mm-hmm. uh, until until my teen years, and usually then a lot of that was sort of to be wiseacres and and you know make fun of it, exactly. or whatever, which is funny because there was. And I'll probably tell the story again if we uh, if we get there, but my friends and I just being like, oh yeah, let's get a bad horror movie fun of. How about uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Mm-hmm. I bet that's real dumb, yeah. and then just Im- like almost immediately just shutting up and quietly <laughs> watching the whole movie, being like, what did we do? Toby like, Hooper we just grabbed you by the throat. Some, <laughs> yeah, just unlock some forbidden portal we were not supposed to. I mean, I, I still feel like when I watch that film, like it's something I'm not supposed to be seeing. Yeah, it's so and and that's again like going back to to the sort of rough startups of these things. The creation of that is wild mm-hmm. like they put themselves at such risk and like did so many stupid things yeah and so talking a little bit about that stuff too is 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 fun oh, kind of yeah. seeing how uh, for, for good or ill how that can affect a movie right yeah i mean and yeah i'm sure we'll talk about it but uh we both read that that gunner hansen chainsaw confidential i just read today and i think i read this a little while ago but like that's been optioned for its own film like oh. they're gonna make like a making of but like a narrative style yeah, And it said, this is being approached as a dark comedy. And I'm like, that might be a little rough. Yeah, there's a certain amount of of like, like, I, d- I don't want Toby Hooper to like come off as like, well, he's kind of goofy, but he makes these weird choices where it's like, no, he did some awful things right. on that set. Yes, <laughs> like, yes. And I, like the, the, the dancing with the chainsaw at the end, he was aiming for Toby Hooper. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I, yeah, so I, I, yeah. I'd have to see the movie. But yeah, I'm a little, that could go. Uh, a number of ways. Exactly. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I, I bet it's better than the new Leatherface that's coming out. Yeah. Well, we're going to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'd watch. I'd be watching it anyway. I mean, so I'm going to watch I, it well before we get to the Chainsaw yeah. <laughs> series yeah. myself. Um, so, yeah. I mean, uh, we're going to start with Friday the 13th. Uh, that mm-hmm. just seemed like kind of like an easy... I wanted to go more obscure at first, but then I was like, no, that's like the biggie. Like, let's just yeah. do it. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's violent. It's funny. It's got everything mm-hmm. that your 12 year old like mind would like be looking for in there, you know? So plus it, yeah, I mean, plus it covers, uh, I mean, a lot of ground, like for, you know, for the, the first half or, uh, of the series, at least staying in general in Crystal Lake, but then, you know, he's in Manhattan, he's in space, he's in hell. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, but I guess, uh, you know, a good question is, do we save, Jason versus Freddy as like a capper after we do nightmare. I was, I thought of that question that I was going to get to. And I do think that we should keep that one till after yeah. we do nightmare because I think that's, I, it's only fair to Freddy. It, it's <laughs> only fair to Freddy because I do remember uh, when that came out, how stupid excited I was to see that movie. And those same roommates that I mentioned earlier, we watched every Friday the 13th, and we watched every Nightmare on Elm Street that had been released up to that point in the weeks gaining up there. 
and we were so pumped for it. And I just remember telling one of my friends, Libby, at the time, uh, she had no interest in horror movies. And I was just like, Libby, I, I've seen so many dead teenagers in the last three weeks. <laughs> she just goes, you could have done something about that. <laughs> um, Save them by pressing stop. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to we're going to just jump into Friday the 13th and um, just absorb it. I got this. uh I mean, I, I've been uh, trumpeting physical media a little bit more lately over the last year just because, like, mm -hmm. streaming, like, you never know, like, what streaming service is going to be like, well, our rights ran out. You can't watch that this week. Like, right. damn, you know? Guess, guess what? It's back on stars. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I uh, got a smoking deal on this, like, beautiful, who put this out, uh, Scream Factory, Friday the 13th box set. And I'm pretty yeah, stoked to, nice. like, dive into that and all the extra special features and stuff like that. So, Seems like a solid one. And, you know, for the uh, if we uh, get any listeners that would be interested in this kind of thing, I think that's an easier start than, say, the aforementioned uh, Wishmaster series. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. A <laughs> lot, lot, of, lot of deep lore and knowledge you <laughs> need to have before you tackle Wishmaster. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and we will. Yeah. And it's and then, you know, hopefully won't just be us. We'll have some guests on here and there. Yeah. Should be a good time. Yeah. I was I was definitely going to mention that. Like, uh, I, I would like to get some other people. We are, you know, to boring straight white dudes so i think mm -hmm. having some other people who have i other am an exciting straight white dude <laughs> right. i'm excited by you but, <laughs> Thank you but yes but you know getting uh some other people in here that would have uh their own stories and their own uh attachments to these films especially when they have certain themes that i definitely can't speak to i i for example i have never been murdered that's so true. Uh, I can't speak to that. <laughs> yes. I hope you bring that to the table. Yeah. yeah. So if you've been murdered. <laughs> please get in touch. Yeah. Yeah. I feel comfortable talking about it. Right. Um, so, yeah, we'll do these. Like, I guess we haven't even really decided, like, if we're going to do this once a week, once every two weeks. Yeah. Um, I can go either way. We'll figure that out. Um, we watch enough movies that I kind of feel like we'll, if we get into the group of things, we may even like want to do like newer films or for a Patreon mm -hmm. or something like that. So, you know, yeah. we're both giant Twin Peaks fans. So will we talk about that at some point? Ew. Oh, yeah. I just thought to myself, like, ew, <laughs> Twin Peaks is definitely not a franchise. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, technically it well, now because there's only three seasons, but then there's the movie. The so movie. that's technically a fourth thing. Yep. So that could be a franchise. And you got the missing pieces in there, too. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. But yeah, uh, we're just going to start with uh, Friday the 13th. And if we get enough uh, people listening that they want to kind of like let us know, like I, I, I'm a little bit wary of putting this kind of power into listeners. But like if we get enough people listening who want to vote on which franchise we take on next, like oh, that sure. would be kind of fun. You know, yeah, uh, maybe we'll get to those 15 puppet masters before before we expected. <laughs> We're like, that's it. It's just yeah. probably 15 puppet masters. Then audience just drops Done. off like we got we got what we came for. Yeah, exactly. the, you know, America loves puppet master. <laughs> right. All right. Well, I think that's about it for now. Yeah, Unless I'm, you have anything I'm, I'm satisfied. Add. No, I'm looking forward to this. This, is, this should be a lot of fun. And uh, uh, I hope you join us for for the fun. Yeah. Not you. I mean, I know you will, but I mean, the, the I audience. I have to. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I've made this commitment in blood. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to take a look. And, uh, yeah, we'll probably, by the time this come out, we'll have set up all the usual, like, things where you can look for us at. And uh, hopefully just you at least... Uh, Download the podcast. All right. Well, we'll talk to you next time when we tackle uh, Friday the 13th. Part one. Part one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This has been a Two Penguins Media production. It was produced by James Strayer and edited by John C. Myers. 
Logo by Ethan Kimberling. And music by Michael Arthur Holloway, who you can find at Bandcamp. Follow us on Instagram at this will hurt a bit pod and on Twitter at hurt a bit. Email us at this will hurt a bit pod at gmail.com. And if you're so inclined, rate and review us on your favorite podcast app, and we'll see you next time.